0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to episode number nine of the Solutions Oriented Podcast. Let me address the elephant in the room. Yes, I have been gone. Yes, it's been a year. And no, I have not died. Um, To give you some context as to why I stopped putting out episodes, I got really sick towards May 2019. I had a pretty bad case of pneumonia. For those unaware the symptoms are restricted to your lungs. My left lung was um, uh, producing water and it wasn't draining, producing a liquid so I ended up having surgery after being hospitalized for about 10 days and it was a miserable time and it took me over two months to fully recover Um, and once I got back into the regular swing of life and work and Uh, Breathing properly, which is something I have never taken for granted ever since. Um, I just got anxious around producing more episodes for the podcast. Every time I thought about the, uh, the work that goes into making an episode from writing to rewriting to recording to editing to publishing, um, I just got anxious and I couldn't bring myself to record. And over the last year, I've gotten a lot of messages from friends and from the few listeners that I have all telling me, hey, um, I showed your latest episode to my friend and we really enjoyed it. Is there more content coming? And um, I would say, yeah, yeah, I'm working on stuff. There is stuff coming, but um, there was nothing coming. Now, I have written a few episode scripts and outlines that I've never just gotten myself to record. But now we are on lockdown in a global pandemic. We are in quarantine. And I no longer have any excuses to not sit my ass down and talk into this microphone. I've overcome the, uh, the mental anxiety. I've overcome the... Uh, Uh, I've done the necessary mental gymnastics needed to get myself back into the mood to create content, and uh, I do promise to put out more podcast episodes. Uh, I don't know at what rate, and I don't know when or at what schedule, but I do have content written, I just have to get myself to record it. So originally I was going to make episode 9 about public speaking, because that's been a predominantly requested topic. However, in the light of the pandemic of COVID-19, there isn't a lot of public speaking happening. There aren't many opportunities, there are no public gatherings, so I figured it's more prudent to talk about working from home and uh, the skill set that comes with it. It is a lot more difficult to work from home than most people imagine, and unlike most people, I've been working from home since mid-2019, Right after I got out of my pneumonia-induced vacation from work, our company ran a one-week experiment to see if we could work remotely, if we can work from home, and um, the experiment revealed that for most of the roles in the company, it is a positive addition to the benefits and it's good for employees, so I was given the option to work from home most of the time, and I took it, I was really thrilled to have it, and... um, At the beginning, I thought this is going to be comfortable, this is going to be way more flexible, but it turned out being way more challenging than I thought it would be. My girlfriend's been working from home for about, I think, four months now, Um, around January is when she started. And uh, the both of us have gone through quite a few struggles and ups and downs in getting used to this kind of work arrangement. And unless you work for a really shit company or you work at a job that requires you to be in a physical location to perform your work, you've most likely started working working from home or working remotely as well. Um, And many people are now realizing that working from home isn't as easy as they thought. I've seen lots of stories on Medium, on social media, on Facebook, from friends, from colleagues, from strangers uh, complaining about the difficulties and the challenges, uh, sharing memes about you know taking Zoom calls while uh, half-naked in the bottom and business casual at the top. And uh, I figured now is a good time for us to share a bit of wisdom of the most important parts that keep us productive in the work-from-home environment. For those out there doing this for the first time, don't forget, it is likely that you will not do this for the rest of your life. This is most likely just gonna be a few months for most people, maybe a year, maybe a bit more. For other people, this could be a new permanent arrangement. A lot of companies are also realizing that this is efficient and it's possible as long as infrastructure is there to support it. So it's opening up some new avenues for people. If you prefer the office environment, if you prefer not working from the same place you sleep in, Perfectly fine, that is fair enough. Just thug it out until you can go back to the office and enjoy your office environment. It took me months to get good at this, right? It took me quite a bit. And um, here are the kind of things that we learned. Tip number one for working from home is to have a dedicated work area. When I first started working from home, I didn't, I used to work from the comfort of my bed or from the couch and for the first about two months that's that was my usual approach and boy was it tough our couch is in front of the TV and when I would take uh, you know I would work there I would take meetings there I would take calls there I would often you know spend lunchtime eating there as well with my laptop on my lap and I would turn on the TV I would throw up some Chromecast YouTube videos and next thing I know, I would fall into like this long content consumption spiral, and waste an hour or two or three of work, and then I'd have to catch up on that missed work uh, later on, dragging up my day. And there were also times I would work from the bed, thinking I need to avoid the TV, so I'll work from the bed, and I'll work from bed, and I'd have a meeting, I'd have a call, and I'd say, hmm, you know, I could lie down and make myself a bit more comfortable, and maybe take a quick nap. You know, wouldn't hurt. Next thing I know, bam, two hours gone, three hours gone. Um, My girlfriend would come home from work and I'd be asleep. (laughs) Just fell asleep uh, on the bed trying to do work. And it wasn't until I'd spent a couple of months trying and failing to uh, stay consistently productive that I commissioned one of my friends, shout out to Andrea, uh, to to build me a desk. And um, I now have a desk and it's nice it's beautiful and this is where i can keep my computer my desktop and this is where i physically can sit down in an office chair and work obviously an office chair is not as comfortable as a couch or as a bed but it is you're less prone to fall asleep in it even though i have managed Um, it is a much more productive arrangement for me if i need to take a break if I need to step, out, step away from work for a bit, if I need to have lunch somewhere, I can just get, off, get away from the desk, uh, step away, and sort of you know leave it in the corner of the apartment. And uh, that's really, really worked for us. My girlfriend, for instance, uh, she works in a separate room, right? So she doesn't work in our bedroom. She normally works um, outside of the area where we sleep and uh, has turned our other bedroom into a little bit of a home office for herself. It's not the most comfortable arrangement because we didn't have space for another desk and she takes a lot of calls, so she can't share the desk with me. But um, having an area dedicated to work has been really, really effective for us. And I highly recommend that you pick a place in your apartment or in your house where you can really sit down and focus and get to work and then do everything else, all your other day-to-day things, all your leisurely things away from that area. Tip number two and this is not something we started doing until recently but take the time to plan out your meals. When both my girlfriend and I started working from home we often found ourselves getting out of our respective work zones uh, for lunchtime and she would ask me what's for lunch and I would say I have no idea and we would end up Haphazardly going through the kitchen, trying to throw something together without wasting too much lunch time, or we would just end up going outside downstairs to buy some junk food. All right We have a pizza shop and a Wendy's downstairs, so we just go there. And obviously that's not very healthy and it's not very uh, not very budget friendly in the long run. And we'd spend way too much way too much money on eating out, uh, especially for lunch, over the course of a couple of months. So what we started since the quarantine has locked us in. Um, we have a little planner uh, stuck to our fridge, and we plan out our meals. Right? Uh, so my girlfriend's normally the one that takes charge there, and she'll map out what we're we having for lunch, what we're we having for dinner. And just write down, we'll have you know chicken and pasta or rice and beef or whatever. And there's no long arguments of figuring out what we're, we're going to have. We just go there. If we have to take something out in the morning, easily done. Um, no decision-making you know, effort wasted. We just uh, prepare the food, we eat it, and we're done. Right? Um, normally, since my hours are a bit more flexible, I'll try to cook around 11.30. All right? So by the time the food is done, uh, my girlfriend doesn't have to waste any of her uh, stricter lunchtime uh, to get back to work. So plan out your meals. Uh, you don't have to do anything fancy. Just take some time at the end of the week or the start of the week to just sit down and map it out so you don't waste any time for your lunch and you can enjoy it eating food and watching a YouTube video or taking a nap. Don't make your life harder than it has to be. Tip number three, take your lunch break and time box it like, aggressively. Like Make sure you take a whole 60 minutes of a break it's really easy to end up working into your lunch break and it's really easy to cut down on your lunch break because you're bored you have nothing better to do you might as well get back to work i find it really really helpful for your mental health and just for your well-being to shut off from work right to use your lunch break to energize and to get your energy levels back up to a higher level so take a break with the intent to relax and the intent to, uh, to get back on track, mentally or physically. Um, this could be in the form of getting away from your work area, right? If you're working in the living room, go eat in the kitchen, make yourself a cup of coffee. If you have the option to do so, right? Uh, get physically away from your workstation. Um, the same applies for ending your day, right? Once your eight hours, nine hours of work are done, um, shut things off, and get away from your laptop, get away from your computer, just close it. It's happened to me several times. Normally, my day would end around 4.30, 5.00 p.m. And I'm like, hmm, I have some meetings in the morning. I might as well already prepare documents A, B, and C. I might as well start, you know, get get some work done early. And I would work until 6, until 7, until 8, and find myself slowly declining in terms of quality output, Because I was tired, right? I was getting fatigued, but I had a desire to just, you know, get some extra work done just because, right? These weren't particularly urgent things. These weren't things that were super important to get done. This is just me trying to get some extra work done ahead of time. And it would often end up with me looking at my documents in the morning saying, Jesus Christ, what did I write here? This is pretty garbage. So take your lunch break with the intent to relax. And end your day on time. Only because you're working from home doesn't mean it's easier or it should be easier for you to overtime, and it doesn't mean you should be working any more harder than what you're normally used to. Tip number four is to wake up at least 30 minutes before your first task, first meeting, first call of the day, to get some breakfast, to make some coffee, and to just just wake up. There are all these jokes that I see all the time on Twitter and on Facebook on Instagram about people waking up at 7 55 for 8 a.m. meetings. And I used to do that and it's not a fun time. There's nothing worse than being in a meeting with barely five minutes of brain power and there's information coming at you and important things and you're barely there mentally and things are just bouncing off your brain because you're not awake. Alright, you're just waking up, you're just getting into the into the zone. I highly, highly recommend you take some time in the morning, get your morning routine out of the way, take a shower, make a cup of coffee, have some breakfast, whatever you do in the morning, get it done, allow your body, allow your mind to really wake up, and you know, it's much easier to be enthusiastic about your day after you've had a cup of coffee than it is after waking up directly after getting out of bed and uh, just sleepwalking into your first meeting. And my last piece of advice, and arguably the most important piece of advice. Schedule virtual coffee breaks with your colleagues, with your friends, with family, with whoever. It is important that you have the opportunity to stay connected. And your colleagues are suffering from the same problems as you are. And normally in an office environment, it's easy to have lunch together. It's easy to be like, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. Let's go to Starbucks or whatever. That is no longer an easy option, and um, now that everyone's working remotely and everyone's working, not everyone's not physically seeing each other all the time, it can get a bit crazy. If possible, right? Uh, not even if possible. It's just a matter of taking the effort and saying to your colleague or to your friends, "Hey, you want to have virtual lunch together on a video call?" It can be a bit awkward at the beginning. It can be a bit weird, but it is very good for your mental health and it's, uh, it's good to stay connected. Right? It's a bit fun as well. You can have your friends you know, complain to you about whatever work from home struggles they have or how they've been getting on in light of the quarantine and the shutdown or whatever environment they are working from. And um, I find it really helpful. Uh, our company has two virtual coffee breaks per day. So we have one in the morning and one right after lunch. And I tend to drop in for at least one of them and just you know see what people are up to, uh, have a bit of a chat and listen to their stories. It's, um, it's good for you. And of course, in the context of the quarantine, do this with your family and your friends beyond work as well. Um, I've been having weekly video calls with some of my close friends and it's been fun. Even though we can't physically drink and eat together, we can do so virtually and uh, we can still share funny stories and complain about the world. So that is uh, I think the most important thing you can take away. Um, if there's nothing that you can do of the, from the previous tips I just gave you, you can message your colleagues and friends saying, hey, tomorrow, 1 p.m., lunch break or coffee break, food break, whatever. Just make sure you time box them well if it's during work hours. Uh, this happened to my girlfriend recently where her and her boss, they were doing a virtual coffee break and they ended up gossiping for quite a while. You know, Having a fun conversation about life and religion and whatnot. Um, if you have the freedom to do so, by all means, take some time off to, to have a fun chat. But, you know, uh, for the sake of your productivity and getting your shit done, I highly recommend having like a half hour coffee break with your colleagues. It can be one-on-one, can be in a group, whatever works for you. So, yeah, I think that is it from me for this episode. Uh, There are five really easy things you can do to make the work from home life a bit more bearable, a bit easier to survive, and hopefully keep your productivity up to the same level that you had while working in an office environment. Of course, some people will be more productive working from home, some people will be less productive, that is fine. Keep in mind, you're not permanently working from home, you're trying to figure out how to survive while being at home in the context of a global pandemic. There's nothing wrong with struggling, and it all takes us some time to adapt to the new circumstances. And yeah, that is really it. If uh, if you've made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do plan to put out more content soon. Keep an eye on my social media or my blog. I'll post everything there. Uh, if you'd like to hear me rant for a couple of minutes, then stay tuned right now. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Okay, if you've made it to this point, then uh, I don't know why, you might just be interested in hearing what I have to say, but uh, making this episode was a pain in my ass. Um, I'd forgotten all of the editing techniques, I'd forgotten all of my workflow, so I had to relearn how to create a podcast. I did this in about five takes, maybe six takes. Um... I was initially planning to post this in the morning of today. It is currently April 7, but then I listened to this again in the morning and I didn't like it because the original uh, draft of the episode was just way longer. So I ended up re-editing the script, cutting it down to only four to five pieces of main advice, um, basically halving the script. And uh, here we are. Um, The biggest takeaway that I've had in coming back to the podcasting life is... ...to not be a perfectionist. So this will be less edited than my previous episodes were. You'll hear more, I don't know, maybe some more background noise. The audio quality might not be as polished as before. You'll probably, I don't know, hear me drop things like... ...I don't know, and you know, and write, and other filler words here and there. What's been important to me is not obsess over the quality of the output... ...but to just get it done and to just create. So quality should improve over time... But at this point, I'm not, not obsessing over it. Um, it's just more important to me to get into the routine of speaking into this fucking microphone that's been staring at me every day over the last year on my desk. Right, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, see you guys in a few days, hopefully, maybe. Anyway, Mark out.